All right, my beautiful people, man. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, Reading Rainbow 2.0 with a purpose. Uh, we're focused on personal development. We're going through the book, Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice. Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice. And um, we're into, I think, chapter five. I believe we're in chapter number five, which is by all means persist. By all means persist. While you guys are connecting, we are uh, going to hit the like and share button. We are broadcasting across Facebook Live. Instagram Live, YouTube Live, and also our podcast, uh, which is MBWS Book Club. So while you guys are connecting, go ahead and let us know where you're connecting from, what city, what state. And it's time to get this show on the road. Mr. DJ, hit the music. Street Book Club, Evan Jefferson, brother, much love, educating, elevating, because and knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up, <laughs> literature is for the masses, where to put your money down, now how to watch your assets, yeah, uplifting others is a passion, my brother Evan, he will turn it into action, New Black Wall Street Book Club, you should come read good us, yeah, we comprehend and discuss, yeah. we all just come together, there's no limit for us, <laughs> Here comes your host, Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, my beautiful people, man. Thanks so much for joining us again. I am your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprise and ERGJ Black Bazaar. Also, international best-selling author of the book, The Black Billionaires Club, which is not only a, a book, which is a study of black wealth, study of 12 richest black people in the world today, but then also it's a club as well that you can uh, decide to join be a part of not only the book club but everything else that we do within the black billionaires club simply go to the black billionaires club.com the black billionaires club.com and join the club today uh, of course some of the things that you get with uh, with membership is the uh, book club where we have personal development and business development to help you uh in your personal life also to help you take your business to the next level uh, we also have financial literacy to teach you about money uh, we have training to show you how to make more money and then we have investment education to then uh, teach you how to make your money work harder for you than you work for your money. And basically, at the end of the day, guys, we study billionaires, what they do, and we simply do what they do. We mimic their habits so that we can have success in our life, uh, that type of success. So if that's something of interest to you, just simply go to theblackbillionairesclub.com, theblackbillionairesclub.com, and join the club today. Today's show is sponsored by ERGJ Black Bazaar. Uh, ERGJ Black Bazaar, simply go to www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. Uh, they do have uh, the uh, Black History Activity books. This one here is uh, Uncle Marcus from Marcus Garvey. It's a great way uh, to learn and have a good time with your children while they uh, color, they connect the dots, and then they learn about the history of Mr. Marcus Garvey and what he has done, uh, what he has done in our, what he has done. Uh, to make a difference in our community. These uh, activity books are only $10. Pick you up not only Mar Marcus, but you can pick up Malcolm, Martin, Muhammad. We got about 10 different, uh, 10 different historical figures that you can introduce to your kids in a fun way. Go to www.ergjblackbazaar.com. Now, if you are an author, you've written a book that you think will be uh, valuable for what we do here, you'd like us to review your book, Feel free to inbox us and let us know. We'd love to review your book and see if it's something we can add to our rotation. And as a business owner, you could have a service or product that you like more promotional and you'd like for us to help you sell more of your stuff. Well, let's partner together and do that. Simply inbox us and let us know about your business. 
and we'd be happy to discuss our sponsorship program, uh, our sponsorship opportunities. Okay, so let's get right to what we all want to get into today, guys. We do have our daily motivations for African-American success to start us out, and then we'll get into our main text, which is the Think and Grow Rich or Black Choice, both by Dennis Kimbrough, by the way, but the affirmation book, the motivation book, we'll read every day, no matter what book we're reading. Uh, today is January 23rd, 2019. January 23rd, 2019. Good morning to you. Landscape Larry's in the house. Phyllis George, good morning to you. Vivian Reed, good morning to you as well. Uh, today's uh, passage title is, I Know Where You Are Coming From. I Know Where You Are Coming From. Uh, Andrew Young is the quote of the day. He says, I don't care where you come from. I want to know where you're going. Andrew Young, I don't care where you come from. I want to know where you're going. Great question to ask this morning. Where are you going? Where are you headed? Where are you going? Here's our passage for today. One of the most common and worst mistakes is to cover up our own abilities and potentialities by trying to be something we are not. A person could spend a lifetime studying the writings of Toni Morrison and never be able to write like her. The same would apply to sports and singing and acting or anything else. If the person trying to write like this famed author would write naturally, he or she would have a much better chance of succeeding. In doing what we most enjoy, we will probably make our greatest contribution to society. In doing what we most enjoy, we will probably make our greatest contribution to society, and the contribution we make to society will determine our rewards, both in real and in psychological terms. As you sow, so shall you reap. There are no exceptions to this rule. There are no exceptions to this rule. As you sow, so shall you reap. Finding our real abilities that we usually keep buried is like prospecting for gold. It is not necessarily easy, but we don't mind the digging so much so much when we know the gold is really there. Unless we can find our true selves, we will never really know what it means to be fulfilled, to wake up in the morning eager for the day to begin. Finding the best work that we are suited for is the number one responsibility of adult life. We can do all we can all do hundreds of things well, but one of those things we can do, but one of those things we can do with uncommon ease and faculty. When that happens, our work becomes play. We are truly successful. Now notice what he said here. We can do a hundred things well, but there's something in particular that you do uncommonly well. There's something that you do that's extraordinary. We can do a hundred things well. But what do you do excellent? And he goes on to say that we, when that happens, our work becomes play. How many guys actually enjoy what you do? It, 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 you know, I, I love, you know, last night we met for our personal development session, did some group coaching for a sister. I, I absolutely love that, helping people to figure out their way in life. That's, I love to do that. It, it's, it's, it's fun to me to be able to see the light come on for somebody else. This is just what I do. My work has become play. Here's our quote of the day. Again, daily motivation, our daily affirmation of the day. I will make my work my play, and my play my work. So when people talk to us about uh, turning your passion into profit, that's exactly what they're saying. I'm going to make my work my play and my play my work. I'm going to enjoy what I do while I'm making money while I'm earning money, 
while I'm making a contribution to society. I will make my work my play and my play my work. How many guys are fortunate enough to absolutely love what you do while you're making money? You're doing something that you love and it's it's bringing you back the rewards of financial gain. Your daily affirmations for African-American success. Now let's get into our main text for today, which is going to be Think and Grow Rich by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough and Napoleon Hill. It's a guide to African-American success. Uh, uh, this book was recommended by Black Enterprise. Those books should be required reading for all African-Americans who are truly committed to the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. Everybody put in console choice. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. This is New Black Wall Street Book Club, uh, where black folk do read. You put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. Today, we're going to continue along our journey into the topic of persistence, and we'll be talking about failure and persistence. This is going to be pretty interesting. Let's read. Do you persist? Imagine for a moment, imagine for a moment that you are taking a personal inventory. Begin an accounting of the many blessings in your life. Here lies an opportunity for you to grasp one of your most prized possessions. Have you realized the vast treasure buried within persistence? Can you recall an occasion in your life where you persisted in the face of difficulty until you succeeded? Can you recall a time in your life where you persisted until? Now, normally I find this to be that answer that it was something that we really wanted or something that we had to have or something that benefited someone else. And we persisted until we succeeded. Now, we find this also not only in inspiration, but we find it in desperation. When, uh, you know, you, you're down on your luck, when the creditors are calling, when the lights are about to get cut off, typically people will persist until they succeed, persist until they get the bill paid off, persist until. But why not we why don't we use that same vigor towards our dreams, our goals, and our aspirations? Persist until you succeed. Do you remember the joy of triumph, the sweet taste of victory, of two men, one brilliant and one and, and, and with little patience, the other of average intelligence, but great persistence. The second is far more likely to achieve grand results. Sooner or later, the man or woman who persists will succeed. Do you persist? Well, well, here are a number of questions that will allow you to measure yourself against this all-important element. Answer these questions openly and honestly in order to uncover those areas of your life where you may lack persistence. Of course, this is a great time for you to have your journal, by the way. Number one, reflecting on life. Can you cite specific cases where you have achieved something of note simply because you persisted? As you reflect on life, can you cite specific cases where you have achieved something of note simply because you persisted? Question number two, do you persist in your occupation or your line of work? Do you persist? Question number three, do you persist in, in the area of personal development? What we're doing right now, personal development. Number four, do you confront your obstacles or do you shrink from them? So those are great questions to ask openly and honestly for yourself in order to uncover areas of your life where you may lack persistence. 
If you have if you have within you the ability to persist, everybody put in console persist. You possess a priceless treasure. Consider for a moment the words written by Calvin Coolidge more than 60 years ago, they're just as penetrating today. Nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unregarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. No, he said, you may not be the most talented. You may not be the most intelligent. You may not have genius within you like others do, but if you have persistence, you will succeed. If you persist, you will succeed. You may wish to check the stories of A.G. Gasson, S.B. Fuller, Madam C.J. Walker, George Washington Carver, Mary McLeod Bethune, C.C. Spaulding, Ronald LaFleur, Lonzo Herndon, and Lee and Team Price to recognize how each applied persistence in their lives. Those are stories we read in previous episodes, by the way. In addition to the other principles which contributed to their success, as you continue to read and analyze the case histories illustrated in Think and Grow Rich or Black Choice, pay close attention to how. Everybody put in the comments on how. Pay close attention to how the priceless quality of persistence kept the glowing flame of desire lit until it could be fanned into a searing laser now we're going to talk about failure understanding failure understanding failure we hear a fair degree of talk about genius and talent and luck playing a large part in individual success all are important factors yet the possession of any or all of these traits unaccompanied by a definite aim or purpose will not ensure success men and women drift into business how many guys know some people that drifted into business they might be in business they might have a business, but they are kind of drifting along. They're still just over broke. Many people drift into business. They drift into politics. They drift into religion. If the winds and tides are favorable, they continue to drift through life. That's a big if. If. But what if the winds and tides are not favorable? Whatever else may have been lacking in those whom we aspire to emulate, those men and women who have been conspicuously successful have all had one characteristic in common, doggedness and determination in the face of failure. So again, we do have people who might, who might, who might drift their way into some particular business, some particular uh, career, right? And then what happens, right? People drift into these jobs they drift into these careers no purpose no aim they just want to make some money and then they blame the job they blame the system because of their drifting in their in their selection or their choice they chose the job but yet they call the job a plantation isn't that interesting as if they didn't have a choice as if as if they couldn't have said no i don't want to work here let me go find another place to work but because they have no aim because they have no purpose, because they don't understand how to use the job instead of just work for the job. They complain about the job that's giving them an opportunity to generate some income for themselves. But if they had some type of purpose, some type of aim, they'd be like, okay, I'm here because of this. I'm here to learn this. And I'm going to take this and then I'm going to leverage it in order to then 
uh, increase my skills and then increase my earning capacity. But no, that's too much. It's too much to think like that. It's better, it's easier to complain about things that we have signed our line, our dotted line on. We have agreed to. That's crazy. That is insane. You chose to go to the interview. You chose to say, yes, I'll work here. You chose to accept the offer, but yet you complain about it every day. Did you forget? That was your choice. Did you forget that it was your choice? Failure is true nature. Drifting. No purpose. Now, what if we teach our children how to make selections for their occupation, for the job that they have, for a reason? You say, hey, I'm interested in this. I want to do this. I want to go here. I want to be this. Okay, well, let's find some occupations. Let's find some jobs that you can use instead of just letting the jobs use you. So they might be using you and making some money off of you, but you went there on purpose and you're getting this, this, this out of this. You're learning this skill. You, you went here for a reason. Let me give you an example. So I run an import-export business, right? And I want to learn more about logistics. So I might take a job at a warehouse just to learn about the logistics of that warehouse. Do I care how much they're paying me? No, not really. Because I'm there, right, on purpose. I'm there to get something from them. And the, the and what I learn, the skills that I acquire are far more valuable than the dollars that they pay me per hour. But see, most people, they only look at dollars per hour. They don't look at the skills they can acquire. And therefore, they find themselves because they've been chasing money instead of chasing purpose. They've been chasing money instead of chasing the dream. They've been chasing money. This is why I continue to teach. Don't chase money. You shouldn't be chasing money. Money should be chasing you. Why? Because you become more valuable. We haven't taught this. Go after the money. No. Go after your purpose. And the money will chase you because you become more valuable. You become happier at what you do, better at what you do. On purpose. Everybody put a console on purpose. What if you and I, when we uh, got out of high school or we, we uh, got out of college or whatever, and we chose jobs on purpose, not just because they paid more or not just because they paid at all, we chose them on purpose. What if we teach our children to choose them on purpose? Would they be happier citizens in society? Would they contribute more? Probably, because they're doing stuff on purpose. In other words, they got a plan. They got a plan. To the common man, the word failure has a negative connotation. Uh, for this reason alone, failure has brought unnecessary grief and hardships to millions. But the refining fire of failure can also be the great educator of success. Most of us learn through episodes of trial and error, consequently transforming failure into a prerequisite for achievement. The wise and ambitious, all, uh, ambitious always seek to learn something of value from each mistake. The wise and ambitious always seek to learn something of value from each mistake. The loser, trapped with 
in the hypnotic web of the fear of failure gains nothing from the attempt and eventually comes up short. Look again at your failures. Look again at your failures. Now we teach, we taught this uh, to, our, to our members and say, hey, as we move into 2019, let's look back at 2018. And let's look at our failures. Let's look at our money mistakes. Let's look at some of our failures. Right? Because within, within each failure is the seed of an equivalent benefit. You can learn from your mistakes. You don't have to keep repeating them over and over and over again. But will you look, everybody put it down, so look, will you look at your failures? Or are you, are you too ashamed of what you have done? Are you too ashamed of what you have agreed upon? Are you too ashamed to simply just look and say, okay, that was a mistake. Okay, I know not to do that again. Here's what I learned. And not only here's what I learned, here's what I can teach to the next person. Make sure they don't have to make the same mistake I made. Look at your failures. What you may label a failure may be only a temporary setback. Moreover, examine this minor stumbling block to look to see if it is really a defeat. It may be a blessing in disguise. Every adversity, every disappointment, every heartache carries within it the seed of an equivalent benefit. As a philosopher said, God never takes anything away from anyone without replacing it with something better. God never takes anything away from anyone without replacing it with something better. So it might be a reason why you had to go through that divorce or that breakup, because God's got something better. It might be a reason why you was fired from that job, because God's got something better. See, we can't be people who say something like this. All things work together for my good, but then we don't realize that God's got something better. Can't be people that just recite stuff but don't believe it. And so, see, you really know when you believe what you talk about or what you recite or what you have memorized. You know when you believe it when you come across some tough times, some challenges. Oh, it's easy to believe when everything is going well. But do you still believe when things get a little tough? Thomas Watson, the founder of IBM, was asked to offer his secret to success. In a straightforward, uh, in a straightforward terms, he barred double your failure rate. In other words, increase the number of risks you are willing to take. This is the most expedient way knowledge is generated. Neither temporary defeat nor adversity amounts to failure in the mind of the person who looks upon his setback as a teacher. You look upon your setback as a teacher. How many guys have been in a situation where you went through something, it felt like it was a defeat, it felt like a setback, but man, you learned so much. And then that thing thrust you. It fueled you into uh, uh, you know, uh, this, this time where it was like you was on fire. You went through a setback and it caused you to be more determined. Maybe you went through a situation uh, where someone else, uh, you know, you have a partnership or whatever. You got business partnerships, like all this stuff. And it was somebody else who was trying to, trying to get over on you. But, but, but even though it was temporary, you might have you lost a little money. You might have lost a little time. You might have been frustrated doing that as well. 
but it, 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 it caused you to be even more determined to win. How many guys have been through situations where you had a setback, but it caused your determination to win to go to another level, and you got double for your trouble? See, some of you have started businesses because of your disappointments. Some of you guys are taking your income to another level or your, your, your effort to another level because of disappointment, because of setbacks. It's all about what you choose to focus on. You're going to choose to focus on what it is that you want to accomplish or you're going to choose to focus on that which has been done to you or something that you've been through. Sometimes failure is the best teacher. The best teacher. Hey, what's going on, Tony? I seen you reading the other day, brother. I think you read from the Bible every morning. Pretty cool, man. Right? Neither temporary defeat nor adversity amounts to failure in the mind of a person who looks upon and set back as a teacher. They will reveal a much-needed lesson. As a matter of fact, there's usually a good and lasting lesson in every reverse. And in every defeat, if we only search for it, and often it is a lesson that could not have been learned in any other way. We've wasted so much time, shouted a young assistant to Thomas Edison. We tried 10,000 tests, and we still haven't found a material that works. Ah, responded the inventor. But now we, have, but now we know 10,000 things that won't work. That reminds me of college. I know, I know a lot of stuff that I didn't want to do. Went to college, <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to do that. I, went, I tried all that stuff. I found a lot of stuff that I didn't want to do. And it brought me to something that I found that I do want to do. Failure, in a sense, says John Keats, the 19th century English poet, the highway to success, inasmuch as every discovery of what is false leads to us to seek earnestly after what is true. And every fresh experience points out some form of error which we shall afterward carefully avoid. In other words, experience, going through failure, helps you to become wiser. How I many guys are wiser because some of the things that you've gone through, you experience? You're wiser now. You're more efficient now. You can get stuff done quicker. You can avoid uh, some of these unnecessary situations and people because you've experienced it before. How I many guys have seen somebody that new in your life? They come into your life, you'd be like, I've seen this before. I mean, you're a new person, but I met your type of person before. You either somebody I want to deal with now, or I realize I can't deal with you, that you ain't the type of person I can deal with. Huh? Experience. Much wiser now. How many guys have, have, have made, I, I got to leave the sign. How many guys have learned, been through some type of learning? Uh, I, obviously, I deal a lot with money. Maybe you've done some investments in your past, in your history, in your, in your financial journey, and you're much wiser now. How many guys have learned from the debt that you have uh, gone through? You're much wiser now. I, I, don't, I don't sign those type of deals no more. I was, I was hungry to, to, to get the money, but now I realize the cost of that money, and I don't do that no more. I don't take on 20, 25%, 30% interest rates no more. I'm wiser now. Experience can be the best. Failure can be the best teacher. 
Right, and, and, and Tony said, pain can bring wisdom. I like that, brother. Pain can, everybody put that in the comments below. Pain can bring wisdom. Right? The lessons of failure. My conversation with some of America's leading achievers have confirmed, uh, for those that are just joining, we're going through the book, Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. It's our book uh, for our book club. You can choose to join the book club. You can be a part of what we do. Uh, not just from this public uh, space, but also we meet uh, we meet regularly every week, okay? Now you can be a part of that. If you'd like to do that, just go to theblackbillionairesclub.com and join the club today. Uh, my conversation with some of America's leading achievers have confirmed this hard truth. If it is success you desire, failure is unavoidable. If you are, if success is what you desire, failure is unavoidable. There's no substitutes for the lessons learned in the school of hard knocks. You should seize every opportunity to learn from your mistakes. You and I, we should seize every, everybody putting God so every, every opportunity to learn from our mistakes. Now, I'm telling you, if you just take the time, man, it's 23 days into the year. You might have made a mistake already this year. If you just take the time to look at that mistake and learn from it. Oh my goodness. Become a more, you become a, a, a better person for it. It might have hurt. Didn't feel good. Your feelings are still tied into it. But if you learn from your mistake, now listen, you can learn from the mistakes of others, but here's the deal. Here's what happens typically. When we go through something and our feelings are hurt, we blame everybody else as if we didn't have a part to do with it. I didn't have nothing to do with, with, with this. It was all somebody else that caused me to have pain. No, boo-boo. No. No. Now, you might can't control somebody else. You can't control them being loyal. You can't control them telling the truth. You can't control them paying you back on time. You can't control that, but what you can control, you can control not getting, getting involved with that type of person again in the future. You can control not borrowing, not loaning the money. See, I don't loan money no more. If you ask me for money, I'm either going to give it or I'm not. I don't loan because that means I'm expecting you to return it. No, I don't do that no more. See, I'm wiser. You see? I got something to, I got something to do with it. But see, if we stop casting blame and we simply, okay, what part did I play? What did I learn? How can I be better? Theorists and psychologists have long agreed on the benefits of failing. Dr. Irene Casola writes in Go For It, winners make friends with failure and acknowledge the valuable lessons that it teaches. Failures, failure offers valuable information and are helpful guides, not signals to give up. Dr. Casola explains that failure is a part of the success pattern. No one achieves their goals in one straight climb, she continues. It is more like a jagged, uneven ascent with curves and plateaus. In his best-selling book, Creating Wealth, real estate expert Robert Allen quotes super salesman Herb True, successful people often experience more failures than failures do, but they manage to press on. Everybody putting guys on press on. Uh, they experience more failures than failures do, but they manage to press on. You know, right now, I just want you to think about it. There may be something that you're going through right now, you're dealing with, you're thinking about, you're concerned about, you're, you're experiencing in life, and you might be, be on that verge of giving up, quitting. I don't know. What are we saying to you today? Press on. 
So you wasn't given that 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 idea. You wasn't given that dream. You wasn't given that goal. And Lord, I say given to you because you didn't come up with it by yourself. You was given it. It wasn't given to you for you to quit and give up. It was given to you for you to make, in other words, to bring heaven down to earth, for you to create, to do whatever it is. It was given to you. In other words, you got an assignment. Press on. Now, nobody said that, that assignment was going to be complete in one day, 24 hours, 48 hours. Who knows? Press on. Alan, who built a million-dollar, multi-million-dollar real estate empire himself, says one good failure can teach you more about success than four years at the best university. Failing just might be the best thing that ever happens to you. Arguably one of the leading works in this field, The Magic of Thinking Big, by psychiatrist college professor Dr. David Schwartz. Schwartz tells what he discovered about failure from interviewing social workers and public officials who had frequent contacts with the indigent. We have all seen poverty and those struck by it, Schwartz explained. These are the maligned, defeated, and bottomed out people of the world, men and women, young and old, some highly educated, some not, but all staggered by one of life's many blows. Schwartz learned that their personal tragedies are not significantly different from those who've experienced success. Many times during his research, he heard, I lost my job and my wife. I, I lost everything in a bad business deal with my best friend. My husband became ill and we were wiped out. These things of hardship also turned up in the lives of achievers who learned by failing, who learned by failing and went on to gain valuable experience, listen to this, and clearer insight. So, so the good book tells us that it rains on the rich and poor alike. In other words, no matter your success or not successful, uh, you're rich or you're poor, uh, you're young or you're old, it's going to rain on our parade. So it's not as if it doesn't rain on them. It rains on them just like it rains on me. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to prepare for the rain? Do you got your umbrella? Are you going to stay dry? It says it rains on the rich and poor alike. So let's not be naive and think that, oh, because someone has a little bit more success than I do, that they don't go through the same stuff that I go through. Matter of fact, as I learned about money, I realized that they got bigger bills than I got. And many of them live paycheck to paycheck just like me. They just got bigger paychecks and they got bigger bills. Let's not be naive. But guess what they do? They manage to press on. Tony said, hey, when it rains, some are prepared, some aren't. Now, here's the thing. It's going to rain. We know it. It's going to rain. Here's another beautiful thing about the rain. The rain can signify something that's bad, but it can also signify something that's good. Why? Because we need rain to grow. Got to, got to have the rain to grow the food. Got to have the rain for the tree to move, to grow. We got to have the rain. We need the water. So the rain is something that can be good for you. The rain is something that can be bad for you. Then here's the thing. It's going to rain. That's not debatable. When is it going to rain? We don't know. But we know that it's going to rain. Are you ready for the rain? 
Are you ready for the rain? It's going to rain. <laughs> so people say when it rains, it pours, right? Well, that's true. But I found in my life that when it rains, blessings, blessings pour too. I get it. I get a whole when it start blessing down on my parade and blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. It's raining. And when the blessings come, I don't need no umbrella. I'll be like, come on, rain, come on down. It's going to rain. Bless failures. The fine line between winning and losing is often drawn by our perception of failure. Uh, to the downtrodden who sleep in public restrooms or on public or park benches, failure represents the end of the road. They interpret one's life, one of life's catastrophes as a kind of personal annihilation and allow it to totally destroy their sense of self, of purpose, and of relationships. The man with the purpose. The, uh, the man with the purpose on the other hand, is able to accept failure as a temporary whack, temporary setback of distraction or distraction, and use that experience to improve his performance. How many guys are using your experience to improve your performance? How many guys are using this experience to get better? See, see, things change for you and I when we change. Things get better for you and I when we get better. How many of you guys are using your experience to get better? Failing can present life's most valuable lesson. Over and over, I've heard declarations like, getting fired was the best thing that ever happened to me. Or the divorce, although a terrible blow forced me to grow up. And now I'm a better person. No one sets out to fail. It's something we dread and, uh, and make every effort to avoid. But if we are to succeed, we must take risks and seize new opportunities, which can inevitably bring challenges and adversity. Swartz argues again, it is impossible to win high-level success without meeting opposition, without meeting hardship, without meeting setback. But it is possible to use setback to propel you forward. Notice how prominent failures have confidently drawn upon their defeats as learning experiences while sticking steadfast and true to their ultimate goal. Sticking to your goal. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club. Reading Rainbow 2.0 with a purpose. And we learned today a little bit about this thing called failure and how we can use failure, taking a look at our mistakes, our setbacks, our disappointments, our hardships, and we can turn those things into power. We can get better. We can grow up. And we can do more, be more, have more, right? Again, our affirmation for today, I will make work my play and play my work. In the comments below, go ahead and share with us uh, something that you took away from today. Uh, anytime we go live across any of our platforms, we want to make sure that it was valuable to you. So the question is, was this worth your time and why? Was this worth your time and why?
While you guys are sharing that in the comments below, just want to be in and say, hey, we got two books we're going through. Uh, one is the affirmation book. We're going to be going through this every day, no matter what main book we're going to be reading. That's the daily daily motivation for African American success. African American success. And then our main book that we're reading through right now is Think and Grow Rich: A Black Choice, which we are more than halfway through, by the way. So congratulations for those of you continue continue to go along this journey. We are more than halfway through this book. Twenty three days, right? More than halfway through this book already. Readers are leaders. Martin Luther King was a reader. Malcolm X was a reader. Readers are leaders. Again, today's episode is sponsored by ERGJ Black Bazaar. Pick up your Black History Activity books for your kids, your nieces, your nephews, for yourself. You can draw, color, um, do uh, you know, connect the dots. You're going to learn something about some of these Black History, uh, Black historical figures. This one is the Uncle Marcus, which would be Marcus Garvey. Uh, so you can introduce these, these figures to your children at a young age. Only $10. Go to www.ergj. Blackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. Uh, Samosa from from New York City says that because I failed already, I'm ready to implement the lessons. Look at that. Because I failed already and am ready, she's ready, or he, she, she's ready to implement the lessons from her mistakes. We have to understand that it's a setup. I, I know it's hard to believe, but it's a setup. It's a setup for you and I to win. It's a setup for you and I to grow up. It's a setup for you and I to get better. But we must take the onus of looking at our mistakes, looking at our setbacks, looking at our disappointments, looking at those things and saying, okay, what did I learn? Now, notice I'm saying, I'm not asking you how you feel about it. Because I don't think that, I don't think that, and they, 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 they come and go. Not how you feel about it. What did you learn from it? How are you better today because of it? How, can, how will you be better because of it? Grow up. All right? Again, this is the book club, part of the Black Billionaires Club, where we have personal development, which is what you're experiencing today. But we do go deeper in our private sessions that we meet on Tuesdays. Also, we have business development. For those that want to take their business to another level, you want to learn how to scale, you want to learn how to sell more stuff, you want to learn how to market, you want to learn how to compete, well, we do that on Thursdays as well. So you can join the Black Billionaires Club, be a part of that, along with financial literacy, where we teach you about money, sales training, where we teach you how to make more money, and then investment education, where we teach you how to make your money work harder for you than you work for it. By simply going to theblackbillionairesclub.com, theblackbillionairesclub.com, and joining the club today. Uh, Ms. Foss said, oh, wow, I came right on time for that part. I will make I will make work my play and play my work. Absolutely. Right on time. It's always on time. Henry said, I learned most of all to look at, at, at the areas in my life to see where my fault is in any situation. I learned that it is too easy. It is too easy to blame others. Right? Ms. Uh, Ms. Uh, Melody Peter says she's just coming in for the replay. Anytime she sit here for the teaching, it is always worth her time. Well, guys, New Black Wall Street Book Club, Reading Rainbow 2.0. I want to say thank you for tuning in today for today's episode. We are broadcasting live on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. We do that at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to catch us live. Uh, this is a podcast as well. So it is transformed into podcast form for those that couldn't watch, but you want to listen at some point in time. Make sure you subscribe and support to the podcast 
and that's going to be MBWS Book Club across all platforms. MBWS Book Club across all platforms. Well, guys, I want you to remember this, that it takes a village, and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. But guess what? That's enough. Now, I pray to God to reserve each and every one of you that you'll go out and have a fantastic day and that you will make your work your play and your play your work. Until tomorrow, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. Wall Street. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now, you ain't got a little computer. But we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street book club. Book club. Yeah. New Black Wall Street. The new Black Wall Street. Book club. Book club. Mm -hmm.